Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Five, four, three, two. Hey, y'all. This is your girl, Sonia, and welcome back to She Say, She Say Sports. Anybody in SWAC knows that it's rivalry week between Jackson State University Tigers and Southern University Jaguars. So in the spirit of this anticipated game this weekend, I have with me Southern alums Carlos Brown, host of the Carlos Brown Show, and B.J. Jones, host of the Barbershop. I also have JSU alum co-host of the pregame show and HBCU Sports Lab, Charles Bishop. Hey, guys, how you doing today? How you doing, Sonia? How you doing, Sonia? I'm doing all right, Sonia. I am doing well, guys. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. So oh, no doubt. Everybody good? Doing well, doing well. Uh, looking doing. forward to this weekend. Mm-hmm. I am doing great. Uh, no complaints on my end. And, and, it, good if we did. and it's rivalry week. You got it right. It's <laughs> rivalry week. So, oh, Carlos, you want to start now? I was trying to be nice. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be nice. But, you, you, you know, it is uh, one of the – top robberies in HBCU football, uh, Southern and Jackson State. I often have stated that the fan bases are uh, mirror images of each other. So it, although it's a spring edition, it's still going to uh, be a very important football game. And um, it's, it's rivalry week. Saturday can't get it fast enough. Absolutely. Who are you telling? And, you know, before we go any further, Carlos, you know, reached out to me. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and asked me about, you know, um, singing his jingle for his show. So (laughs) I've been waiting on words and lyrics from him and a track. (laughs) So, you know, I mentioned it to Bishop, you know. So um, Charles and I, we came up with something. Charles, you want to sing it or? Oh, why not? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, it's the Carlos Brown Show. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> you know, we give it a little. Jazz. You got to give it that Sinatra feel to it. <laughs> yeah, a little, little Rat Pack feel, and um, I mean, <laughs> BJ don't <laughs> BJ. So if you want to yours, BJ, we can. Um, you know, just I'll send my cash app later on to both of you, but just let me know. So, Carlos, what do you think? <laughs> You're talented. You're talented. <laughs> talented. Hey, I, I'm not a singer, but you guys are. So hey, I appreciate. So it'll be. It would actually be longer than that, but you know that was just a taste. So we'll see. We'll see. Depending on after this after this weekend, we'll, we'll check it out. So. Oh, okay. That's like the, the pregame version. Right. <laughs> right. So, as we know, this is a big game, as Carlos said, for both teams, and bragging rights are on the line, guys. I mean, that's what we do. We brag, and we have 
I mean, they're on the line. And I brought these guys on the show this week because we are true Tiger and Jaguar fans and just want to discuss how the teams are faring so far this spring season, game predictions, and each favorite game or games for this matchup. So, BJ, so far both teams have met 65 times with one of the longest winning streaks being 2013 to the present going to Southern. With what you have seen from both teams this season, do you think the streak will remain? Um, I think there's a good chance for the uh, streak to um, remain. I think that um, this season, I think that Jackson State is a different football team. Um, if, you, if you're looking for the Jackson State team that you've see, seen during that seven-year stretch, then you're going to be sadly mistaken. Uh, this team not only has talent, but they also believe that they can win the football game. So you're going to have a Jackson State team uh, that knows about that seven years and going to be looking to change it. So I, I'm looking forward to a tightly contested football game on Saturday. Absolutely. Um, any of you guys want to elaborate? Yeah, I mean, I I can I can follow right in behind BJ. I think he was spot on. I, I think when you take a look at uh, uh, this Jackson State football team, they, they have a different dynamic to them this year. Uh, they've, you know, really – uh, taking that moniker, I believe, to, to to new heights, if you will, and you you, you see them playing with uh, a confidence that you simply have not seen them play with probably in the past seven years. I mean, they really do uh, feel as though they, they they're supposed to go out and, and win ball games, much like the Jackson State Tigers of old. You talk to those old heads, and they uh, believe that they were 14 up before they got off the bus. So you know, this, this it'll take some time. I think it's a process, but. Uh, you definitely see this team uh, playing with a, a, a sort of a, a swagger, if you will. So that I think that goes a long way uh, to helping them uh, this weekend. Awesome. Did you want to add anything, Carlos? Or well, yeah, just from the outside looking in, uh, Jackson State, as Bishop stated, they're playing with tremendous confidence, a swag, and this is. Although they have a losing streak against the university, I think this is going to be a very confident Jackson State football team uh, this Saturday, playing playing at home and, and you know, in the back of their minds from a mental aspect, um, they they want to end the streak. So, with that being said, when these two teams get together, of course you can throw the you know the win loss record out the window. And what Coach Sanders has done, and with his staff that he's assembled. That, they're they're confident, so I'm sure we're going to discuss uh, further. You know the the X's and O's and keys to victories, but um, it is going to be a tremendous matchup, and um, it, it's some would say it's a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 amazing to me. Um, not you know, I've heard it three times since we've been on the on this call, and I've heard throughout the swag on like the media days Zoom calls all of the coaches, when they talk about Jackson State, they talk about confidence, and which lets us know it's more than just the X's and O's. It's a lot of people, just like, you know, certain people can sing, but they're just doing the mechanics. It's what you add to it that makes it like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's Whitney Houston or Beyonce or, you know, something like that. But the confidence, it's very, very it's, – it's an intricate part of this whole process. So – that's that's good to know. I mean, I just wanted to add that to it. But what were you? Did, what you say, Charles? Well, I, I think I mean to, to the point that you were making. I think that's something that uh, Coach Prime, uh, you know, he has really infused into this team. Um, 
and it's refreshing. You know, uh, if you are a long-suffering Jackson State fan, the, this seven years has been difficult. <laughs> it really has. Yes, uh, <laughs> oh, but, and, you know, and it has been, you know, refreshing to kind of, you know, kind of take a step back and, and, and look at the Jackson State team that they used to be, you know, prior to yeah. uh, 2013. So it's, you know, I think there's a lot of optimism uh, definitely within the fan base in terms of uh, moving forward, definitely not just this game, but moving forward to the fall. You you know, you just kind of get that sense or you get that feeling that uh, Jackson State is starting to turn a corner uh, in terms of the talent and in terms of the coaching. So, uh, you know, hopefully this weekend, you know, me being a Jackson State fan is, is the beginning <laughs> of we a, it, is the beginning of something. We win <laughs> <laughs> you, you know me, I'm, I'm way more analytical, so I, I, I'll just wait on it. <laughs> I'm going to let you be analytical, and I'm going to be the ghetto one. We win and boo. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not kidding, but you know what I mean. But oh, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, so it's but it's gonna be it's you know it's gonna be fun, especially now. Um, BJ, you said you're coming, right? I am not making the trip. <gasps> believe it or not, I am not making the trip. I have not oh, missed no. a, I've not missed the Southern Jackson State game since 2002. So this will be my first uh, one missing in almost 20 years. And Carlos, you're not coming either. Well, I haven't decided yet. Uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, speak with the uh, budget director and also uh, <laughs> uh, talk, with, uh, <laughs> talk with security. And um, you know, I, I, I always travel with a small entourage, so uh, ha- haven't decided yet. But uh, man, I haven't missed one in a in in, in a while, and. and Hopefully we'll be able to talk about some uh, memorable games um, oh, we are. between Jackson State and Southern University. So, uh, hey, the two top fan bases in the conference, I, I will say that, and, and both teams mirror each other. I, you, just, you just can't wait. It could be a summer edition. It wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't matter. Exactly. Well, you know, Carlos, and that's interesting that you said because, you know, you being the statement, statement of this whole group, through the years, as we know, JSU has always been the top in the SWAC in Mississippi, and SU being the top SWAC school in Louisiana. Do you, where does this rivalry between these schools, where did it begin? Well, if you look at it, Jackson, Mississippi, state capital, uh, Mississippi, Baton Rouge, the state capital. Uh, as I stated before, both fan bases are very proud, confident, mm-hmm. Some would say arrogant, and I would agree with that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so they, they, they mirror each other. You know, we're HBCU family. Let's not forget about that. But, but Southern and Jackson State, because they're so much alike, um, they're going to compete hard against each other. And, and if there's nothing like JSU week if you're in Baton Rouge, and I'm sure if you're in Jackson and surrounding areas, there's nothing better then SU week, although Alcorn may have something to say about that, and Cramson State being robberies as well. And, and then you look at the, the two bands. You know, mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. perform very well, and I would say top two uh, bands in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. 
Now, Sonia, you will probably say the sonic boom of the South. I'll say the Hebrew jukebox, but um, that's debatable, I guess. And, and you know, you've had tremendous – both institutions have had tremendous coaches, athletic directors. So the similarity is, is, is such that it's – got all ingredients to, to have a, a tremendous rivalry. So um, it continues Saturday, the mm-hmm. rivalry. Yes, it does. You know, Sonia, I think this rivalry uh, took on a life of its own. And, and you and I, we, we both grew up in Jackson, but Southern was the team that, that broke Jackson State's 28-game uh, swag win streak. And mm-hmm. I think if you talk to quite a, uh, quite a few fans, the, the rivalry, uh, if you, you know, taking a look at the generations, maybe if it was in the 70s, the, 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 the big rival was Grandma, you know, and then Alcorn. But you know, for a lot of us that grew up on Jackson State football in the 80s, the Jackson State Southern took on a completely yes. different vibe uh, when Southern, you know, broke uh, Jackson State's 28-game win streak. And then, you know, Pete Richardson comes to Southern a little mm-hmm. later on. And then, you know, you talk about two fan bases that are literally first cousins. And, and you know, Carlos, you, you say it all the time, and the two fan bases that mirror each other. Yeah. Uh, it's literally like, you know, uh, jokingly, it's not like having that, that cousin that comes to the house and he's like, oh, boy, is it coming? You know, that, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and I think both fan bases got to feel the same way. Like, oh, yeah, we're great. They're, they're, they're coming in this weekend. So, and I know for me it was that, that, that sort of reaction. You know, uh, I, myself going to Murrah High School that, you know, overlooks the stadium. And mm-hmm. on Fridays, those, those RVs would come pulling in you know, with the southern flags, the southern car flags, and it's like, oh, God, here they come. You know, that sort of thing. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. And for me, you know, there, there is no bigger rivalry for Jackson State than Southern. Uh, it is the fan base that I most look forward to uh, coming into Jackson because they are so fervent for uh, their school. It's the band, the jukebox versus the boom. It's the dancing dolls versus the J-Seth. It is, it is everything that you want a rivalry to be. And then you have the added, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a, a, a state rivalry. It's Mississippi versus Louisiana. You know, it's the okay. same feel that you kind of get with Alabama and LSU, that sort of thing. I love it. Yeah. I think for me, you know, uh, a guy that did not grow up around Southern or Jackson State, I was able to see the intensity of the rivalry itself at the 1999 Sweat Championship game. Oh, yeah. Uh, when the oh, yeah. team came – came to Birmingham uh, and played each other. And I was a kid, you know, my, my, my dad is from Alabama State, my mom was from Alabama A&M, so those were the two HBCUs um, that I was around. But to see that game, the 99 Sway Championship game, and to see that, that intensity and how the fans were into it, the bands were into it, my decision was made uh, as a sophomore in high school I'm going to get to one of these two schools. Don't know which one of them, but if I get an opportunity shoot, to get to one of these two schools, yeah, I'm going to take that opportunity. And lo and behold, I end up at Southern University. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. An excellent was, choice, was... I may say, BJ. Excellent <laughs> absolutely. 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 What, 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 was, what was the catalyst that made you make the decision to go to Southern versus JSU? Um, at the time, uh, JSU was not the JSU that I had remembered from 99. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually talked to, um, 
talked to a few people about this. JSU was not the the, the same JSU. Uh, even the uniforms had changed. I grew up, you know, Jackson State would come to Birmingham on Labor Day weekend to play in the Labor Day Classic. And, you know, we were seeing how many people were on the road, you know, from Jackson, how many blue car flags. That, I mean, that was amazing to us. But I got used to seeing that red block JSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a certain standard that Jackson State played with. But by the time 2003 came around, I came around, I was transferring um, from UAB, Jackson State was not the same. Uh, Jackson State, you, as a matter of fact, you wouldn't, uh, if you had to pick the two out of lineup, you wouldn't say that that was the same program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was only a four-year difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, BJ, you make a real interesting point uh, because I think if you talk to a certain generation of Jackson State fans, we, I think, during that time period when you were looking at where to transfer to or where to go, and when you're saying it wasn't that same Jackson State, we lost quite a few fans during that time period, and and I call it the, you know, the the quote unquote bell era, E R R O R, you know, where yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, I think you know, I think we regained it a little bit definitely during Coach Comedy, but uh. Uh, my co-host, Chris Neely, made a tremendous point uh, that if you take a look at where Jackson State is now, if you were just starting middle school in 2013, Mm -hmm. you have not had that same sort of look at Jackson State as uh, maybe you and I, Sonia, growing up with uh, Jackson State in the 1980s, that you have literally not had a winning team from the time that you were from middle school to high school. So it makes a difference. These games really make a difference. People are looking. And I, I tell you what, you, you don't want to lose another generation of fan that has the uh, ability to come and watch it form uh, week in and week out. Wow, that's an excellent point. As you're talking about that, um, when BJ played with Southern University and under Coach uh, Richardson, guys, you, you know, if you've ever been to Southern's campus, you come over what they call the hump, the, the bridge. And the traffic during that time would back up down Scenic Highway and then Harding Boulevard is another entrance. And when it literally would take me maybe an hour and a half to get on campus. I'm in the line an hour and a half. And then you see a lot of people I thought we're throwing up the peace sign. I'm driving, you know, and then the car I'm like, peace, brother. Peace doesn't, it was no. They were looking for tickets. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> I, I saw that time. Now you you don't have that fever for the home games like under Coach Richardson, but you'll see this same Southern fan base. They, they, they'll travel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, they'll yeah. travel. And, and so, you, you know, like, <laughs> Up and down, sometimes you'll lose some of your fan base, you'll gain new ones. And and just to me, I think when you look at HBCU fan bases, if I could say this, I think it it, it tends to be a little bit older now. Um, I'm the other statement of of this call here, but I I remember those times. And and so even though you're winning, you still have, have lost some of those fan base. But it, it comes and goes, you know, some don't come back, some unfortunately, you know, die off, and then you try to regroup and get a, a, a younger 
generation mm-hmm. to, to, right. to buy in to uh, this this great rivalry. Yeah, I agree. That yeah, that's. I think um, with everything that has happened in the last year, with it's just kind of like a an exodus for black athletes come, you know, leaving PWIs or Power Fives and coming back mm-hmm. to um, HBCU. So maybe this generation will bring back what you just ex- just explained. You think? Yeah, um, I, I believe so. Um, you know, you look at the transfer portal, um, football, basketball, baseball. You, you, you're just seeing um, gravitating back to HBCUs, and then even on, from the recruiting process, you have uh, this generation young student athletes now um, saying, "Hey, let me. I'm considering HBCUs." So um, I, it, it, it's changing, and um, I think for the for the good. I really do. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited. Go ahead, Charles. No, I I think, and I've said this often, I think we're on the cusp of a renaissance of of athletes taking a serious, hard look at HBCUs. I've heard, you know, BJ uh, make this point uh, in terms of uh, how pivotal this next few years is going to be with regards to athletes uh, uh, looking at HBCUs because uh, we are at a different sort of uh, social climate, if you will, in the country. It's, it's, it's one in which I think uh, African Americans are looking to be in an environment that, uh, that isn't so hostile. So I, I think, you know, over the next few years, it will be a very interesting case study to see uh, whether our future athletes are seriously uh, given HBCUs consideration. Yeah, I'm with you, Charles. I think, you know, with the climate that we're in right now, the challenge is, uh, the challenge for us as HBCUs is to uh, be innovative to not only get athletes but well as students as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you have some momentum that has been created by the social uh, unrest and everything that's going along that we now have to take um, advantage of that. And I think one of the things that we kind of hurt ourselves on sometimes, sometimes we can be a little bit too exclusive. Like, we're an exclusive club, and if you did not go to this club, then we don't need you. And one of the things that I have learned, um, just, you know, just being around, you know, a few Power 5 programs, is that they grow that program um, amongst whoever. Um, you know, got a chance one time to sit down with the athletic director of the University of Alabama. He informed me, hey, 68% of our season ticket holders have never stepped foot on this campus to take a class. Yep. They are not alone. They are not in it, any of that. And I think that's the mentality that we have to take to make mm-hmm. sure, sure that we're getting our product to everyone because, you know, at times we, we're a little bit too exclusive with it, and that actually drives people away. I remember when HBC, HBCU football was at its, you know, it was huge when I was coming up, and that's because the community was involved. It wasn't just the alums and the students. Yeah. I think as time has yeah. gone along, we've cut out the community and made it the alums and the students. We have to get the community back involved because the community is going to, what's going to grow you, future students and future alums. Yeah, I mean, that's a tremendous point. I, mean, I know I have family members, uh, cousins especially. They've never stepped foot on Jackson State's campus, but they are the most diehard Jackson State fans that you'll ever run across. Yeah. So I, I always look at it from the framework of, of marketing to them. You know, how do you go about uh, the process of, making your product attractive to 
uh, that particular fan. So that's a that's a great point, BJ. Very great point. Yeah, I mean you're right. So we we have to figure that out, and you know definitely get the communities back involved. Um, yeah, and get parents, you know, um, in, in, involved. And I know that may sound like, well, wait a minute, they are involved. Well, sometimes they're they're not. And as far as helping student athlete, he or she make the best best decision. You know, and then of course, and then it goes back to marketing, and um, also, no matter what sport, you got to start competing and and getting better outside of you know HBCUs, and so mm-hmm. that that's going to be a major part. And, and when I've, I've ever done a show, it's it's always split fifty fifty, you know, with the fan base, in particular Southern. They're not interested per se, in playing other, you know, institutions if they're not an HBCU. So I, I think, you know, you've got to be competitive and and, and, and start, you know, playing and, and winning some of these, these contests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You're right. Well, Charles, this robbery is also known as the Boombox Classic. However, the human June box, sorry guys, <laughs> the human jukebox will not be traveling to the game, and due to COVID restrictions, the Sonic mm-hmm. Boom will not perform on the field, but only in the stands. Being that the bands are pretty much a, a very true intricate part of not only the HBCU community, but definitely between these two schools, how much of a difference maker will this be for both teams and for the fans? Well, obviously, uh, I think if you're a band head, you're going to miss uh, having a, uh, honestly, I think the, the jukebox and the sonic boom are in anybody's top five. <laughs> so uh, I think there, there's no, no doubt about that. And I always enjoy the jukebox when they come to town. I, I, I enjoy the band. I'm a, I'm a fan of the jukebox and uh uh, and their style of play. Uh, so I think if you're a band head, you're going to definitely miss that. Uh, but uh, the, the rivalry itself will be more than enough where uh, whatever the uh, capacity that the CDC allows, I think Jackson State Southern, the brand itself is more than enough to uh, get us to whatever the capacity amount is, which is a half of uh, the stadium capacity. But definitely, uh, the, the jukebox will be missed, and we're looking forward to um, traveling to Baton Rouge in the fall so that we can get that true uh, quote-unquote boombox experience. You know, um, it's and I've told Carlos and BJ this, and, and you as well, you know, I, like you said, um, Sonic Boom, Jukebox, we're pretty much the top two bands in the swag in my book, and I think in all of ours. However, the song <laughs> – that that jukebox play, it ain't over till it's over by Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I, was, I was at Southern. I was at Baton Rouge. Uh, we played you guys. It was like I guess in maybe ninety. I can't remember, but they played that song, and I mean, I just stopped talking. I was in the middle of a conversation, and that's one of my favorite songs. And I stopped talking, and nobody can play that song. Like Southern. I don't want to even hear another band. Jackson State played. I was like, boo, all porn, double <laughs> oh, boo. No. I don't hear anybody. Because <laughs> they always right. tried to play it when, it when it came out. And I don't want to hear anybody play it. Just them, yeah. period. And Lenny Kravitz, that's it. 
Yeah, I, I, there are probably certain songs that are standards for bands, and that that definitely is one for the jukebox where where you only want to hear the jukebox play that. And and the same thing with with Jackson State. There are certain things that you only want to hear, you know, Jackson State play. But you know, I I can't say enough about both bands. I mean. Uh, they have a fan base unto themselves, and they are a driver of the, the ticket mm-hmm. sales as well. So it's just yeah. uh, two just tremendous band programs. Had an opportunity today to talk with uh, uh, Jackson State's band director, uh, Dr. Roger Little, and uh, he spoke glowingly of the of the jukebox and and just that that rivalry, that that rivalry of trying to. Uh, find something creative to one up the other. So uh, you know, definitely jukebox will be good. Yeah, you know, it's go, it's going to be missed, you know, because of COVID protocols. But as Charles said, in the fall you'll have that true sense of of that rivalry. You know, if if, if I could set the scene before the game, an hour before the game, you know, one of the bands may be in the stands and one marches in, and then it's a it's a immediate battle. Go, and don't go. It is a battle, <laughs> and it leads you right up until pregame and for the coin toss, and then at halftime, you know, uh, you you see the sonic boom come out, and then you see Southern's performance, and then um, oh, they're known for certain songs. Do what you wanna. By, um, Southern University, you you can hear that, and then help me out with. Um, uh, get ready. That's just a tremendous opening song when they play during the game halftime. It's just oh, it's just tremendous. Can't wait till the fall plus yeah. the yeah. spring. Oh, oh, man. I mean, on site. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the bands, man, they made they they made the pregame as a player almost mm-hmm. feel like game time. You were so charged up in pregame. Because the bands were going going to each other, that you know, you know, Coach Rich would have a reminder of, hey, hey, y'all got a go whole game to play. Hey, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, y'all, but that, I mean, they they brought something to the you know the pregame atmosphere um, that you just didn't get in in other games. And you know, I think there'll be the the the, the, the jukebox will be missed, but I think that you'll see the Southern fans really be more vocal. Since the jukebox is the jukebox is not there, um, so I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that atmosphere uh, translates through, uh, through the television. You, you know what those um, the both bands remind me of, and I know you all saw Drumline. Y'all mm-hmm. saw that in the two yeah. um, two bands that were battling at the end. That's what they rem- they remind me of that band. I always. When I was when I first saw the movie, I thought of Jackson State and I thought of Southern. I mean, mm-hmm. I can see them doing that. I mean, because <laughs> it's so intense and just like that's why you know when I asked you earlier, Charles, do you think it's a difference maker with the team? But BJ just said, you know, he was it made it. You know, he 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 looked forward to that, and it does give you more intensity, I guess, to get ready for the game. <laughs> And, and let, me tell, let me tell you how intense it is. I, I was in the booth uh, maybe a couple of years ago, Southern came to Jackson, and there was a lightning delay uh, that, oh, yeah, before the game started. And when I say the, the bands refused to leave, 
and was still uh-huh. battling pregame. And, you know, the PA announced, I think he came on twice, we're asking the band to please exit the, uh, the stadium uh, during this time. And, I, you know, finally the woodwinds relented. But I'm, when I, the, the brass is still there, like, nah, we're, nah, we're, we're not going out. <laughs> you know, so, and and that, that tells you everything about the intensity of yeah. both bands and the rivalry that is Jackson State Southern. And I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I think it is the best rivalry in all of HBCU uh, athletics. Uh, mm. it, it is what it is. I yeah. agree. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Charles. I think, that the, I think the one thing that separates – this rivalry from some others that are well known is that we usually don't get television for this ball game. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. what separates Southern Jackson State from the Bayou Classic, the Southern Heritage Classic, and then the Man City Classic is that usually we play this game and there's no television. For you to yep. witness it, you have to be there. Be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I hope that we that that changes in this game is televised because this is one of the best kept secrets in all of Black college mm-hmm. football. Mm. Amen. Amen. I agree with that. So, guys, let's discuss the ratings of each team in your own opinion. Okay, JSU is number one in the East with a 2-1 record in the conference play and 3-1 overall. Southern is number three in the West with a 2-1 record in conference play and overall. How do you rate each team so far, and what will be the game changer for each team to win Saturday? Carlos. Well, Southern comes in, you know, in, in still improving, but still, it, it, to me, in my opinion, kind of a, still an unknown. Losing to mm-hmm. University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, that's in shockwaves to the conference. Albeit spring season, it's still a football game, and they lost that ball game 33-30. Then it came back and um, had a, a, a big victory over Texas Southern University, and then before that, they opened up the season against Alabama State. So this is going to be a good test for Southern University. Um, I, I just jotted down some quick notes. I, I think Ladarius uh, Skelton, excuse me, uh, must play well. Ball security will be important in this ball game. Decision making and accurate with his passes. You know, a tremendous athlete um, improved between the uh, second game and, and the last game with Texas Southern University. And then uh, I think Southern has to be balanced. What I saw Alabama State, what they were able to do, they threw – they were balanced on first down. They threw a lot on first down. So uh, they got to be successful with that. And uh, Southern must be able to establish a run. And then also when – on defense against Jack State, you've got to stop their run game because both quarterbacks truly, to me, mirrored each other. And uh, you can debate who's more athletic, one mm-hmm. or the other, but um, they're similar in the way that whichever team forces the other team to be one-dimensional, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then I think they'll have a, a, a excellent opportunity uh, to 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 win the ball game. So that's kind of my kind of my keys to victory there. But Jones, you've got to keep a spy on him. He can hurt you with his legs as well. But he has improved as a passer to me mm-hmm. from what I've seen since mm-hmm. the fall and spring uh, of 2021. So which quarterback leads the team and manages the game 
not you know don't have any turnovers and be efficient in the red zone. That's kind of some of my notes that I you know try to break down the game, and I'm sure BJ can can add much more on to what uh, he sees about this ball game. Okay, um, BJ. Mhm. No pressure, huh? <laughs> you know you the vote. You know you the football Bible. Let's go, man. Stop playing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I when I look at this game, I look at the two offenses and and what they bring to uh, the table. These are the two best rushing offenses in the conference. Uh, Jackson State averages 199.8 yards per game. Southern the second with 176.3 yards per game. And then you look on the defensive side of the football. Southern is third against the run. Jackson State is fourth against the run. And from a total uh, defense, Jackson State is two, Southern four. These teams are mirror images of each other. The biggest difference is going to be in the special teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cesar uh, Barajas is very solid for Southern in the kicking game. Jackson State, not so much. One of the people that stood out to me about uh, Jackson State at Alabama State was Jalen Jones. I understand that Jalen Jones threw a few interceptions. I, I understand that he went 19 to 50. But he was able to do with his feet and his yeah. determination to keep that football team in the ball game. I like his spirit and his attitude. It was not pretty. It's not something you want to write home about. But to me, he was the player of the game for Jackson State. And I think that he's going to have to have that same type of effort uh, this uh, this week against Southern. Uh, we talk about up front. The game will be won up front. Uh, and that Jackson State offensive line has to improve and, and, and yeah. pass protect them. Um, you have to keep Jalen Jones um, upright. Uh, one of the good things about both of these teams will be returning a lot of guys from injury um, for, you know, for this ball game. Jackson State was down a few guys. Uh, didn't even have a starting center uh, for the Alabama State game. Southern was down nine guys. Played a lot of babies against Texas Southern. So I think, you know, to see these teams close to full speed going at each other, I think it's going to be a treat. And like I said, I think that uh, whoever uh, limits the turnovers, uh, plays the best um, in all three phases of the game, and then that special team, uh, I want to lean towards Southern, I think it, whoever can limit the turnovers um, and play uh, solid defensively, I think that's who you're going to have to go with. Interesting, interesting. Bishop? Uh, you know, I, I've said this before, as Jalen Jones goes, so goes uh, Jackson State's offense. Uh, when we last saw him against Southern, he uh, threw for 200 yards and he rushed for 100 yards. I think he is uh, the linchpin of this Jackson State offense. I, I know it's kind of cliche to say it, but uh, B.J. touched on it. I, I think the game is won uh, along the uh, line. Uh, Southern, one of the things I'm always impressed by is their offensive line is, is a physical bunch. Uh, and if they get the running game going with, with, with the uh, dynamic play of the Bears Skelter, you're just in for a long day. It is what it is. And uh, once that running game gets going, they can play action and they get those tight ends involved. I think we saw that against Texas Southern. So it, it, it's one of those things where uh, you're going to really have to uh, make each team one-dimensional because I think like uh, mm -hmm. uh, we said, uh, Jackson State versus Alabama State game, uh, in the first half, Alabama State really made Jackson State very one-dimensional, only 20 yards of rushing uh, at halftime. And then Jalen Jones kind of put that game on his shoulders in the second, in third quarter, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, when you take a look at it, and I, I, BJ, you, you said special team. Buddy, let me tell you something. I, for, since 
2013, I don't know if I've watched either a southern kickoff return or a punt return, but I swear I haven't. <laughs> To me, that has been the difference uh, year in, year out. There is always a, a southern kickoff return or a punt return. I got so sick and tired of Willie Quinn. I was so happy. I almost showed up at his graduation. I want to make sure he was gone. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of those things. But, you know, I, I think special teams is one of those things that you're going to have to take a look at. And just from the standpoint, I, I wasn't even thinking more along the field goal kickers, but Jackson State really does have a difference maker back there uh, with Dejon Warren. Uh, they call him Nugget. Uh, but he's a guy who can go from zero to 60 in a heartbeat, and he gives them a different dynamic that they have not had uh, for the past few seasons on kickoff return, and he'll go back there on punt returns as well. So, And then you have – uh, uh, Warren Newsom as well. So uh, he's another individual who can, uh, you know, get things done on special teams. So it's going to be a fun game because the teams uh, are going to be at, at, at full strength. You get a lot of guys back from, from injury. I think you'll have a, a healthy Jalen Jones, and it should be uh, something that comes down to the fourth quarter. And the question becomes, can Jackson State finish? Uh, I think that is the question uh, that has been plaguing them, you know, through through these first four games. Is uh, they have a great first half and then they're down in the third quarter and, and things right. of that nature. And we saw against Alabama State they they made the push in the third quarter but weren't quite uh, able to finish that game. So uh, they're going to have to play a full four quarters against a Dawson Odom's coach team because. Uh, you know, I can't say enough about Coach Odom. He has that team ready to go week in and week out. They play disciplined football, and I think that's something I finally can say about Jackson State is they're getting to the point where they don't beat themselves. So protecting mm-hmm. the football is going to be huge for Jackson State in this game. Absolutely. Um, what is by far your favorite game for this rivalry? And I, I've talked to all of you before, and y'all all know my favorite one. But, Charles, what is your favorite game for this rivalry? Which one, um, wait a which one, the one that has turned into an instant classic, the one you can watch over and over again, the one you can that. visually see in your mind and wish you can go back to that game, like right now? No doubt about it, 2010 is the one that sticks out for me with Casey Terrio uh, finding uh, Rico Richardson, you know, and you had four lead changes in the last three minutes and some change that ball game. It was the emotional roller coaster that I went through in that game was unbelievable. But, you know, there are games that stick out to me. I was, you know, <laughs> a, a, a sophomore in high school, when Southern, I think, no, I was in ninth grade, when Southern broke Jackson State's 28-game win streak, and I was inconsolable that night. I was, I was, I was crushed that night. And then, you know, uh, the following year, you know, went down with the parents in the RV down to Baton Rouge, and, you know, we hung out for a couple of days, and uh, beating Southern in 1990 was just gratifying. I think that was a game where Sean Gregory threw for five touchdowns, 462 yards of pass, and Jimmy Smith caught three touchdowns. I, I remember it like yesterday, and it was just so gratifying to get that win uh, after that swag win streak was broken. So those are the games that stick out. And then the first swag championship, 1999, that is probably one of the most talented Jackson State teams that I've ever watched, 
and they lost to Southern. And I, I just, I, that was one time I walked out of the stadium and I had a lump in my throat because I, it, just, it hurt. It really hurt, you know, to it lose that, that initial swag championship. So, you know, so those, those are the games that really stick out to me. Mm. Carla? Wow, 1999 on BET, first SWAC championship, you had Michael Hayes, who transferred yeah. in from uh, LSU. Charles, help me out. The, D, the DB for Jackson State. Well, Rashard Anderson. Yeah, Rashard Anderson. That, that was a matchup. You know, Terrence Levy, the dog yeah. Bay defense, and also um, – in the booth with the radio crew at that time, and BET had a nice shot of me with the flat top fade. Yeah, <laughs> had the flat top fade, and they were interviewing Bo Jackson. Boy, he's a tremendous athlete, a big guy. And um, you see me looking at the camera for a minute, and I'm keeping stats, and that's what I was doing. But what a tremendous uh, game! Uh, and then I will say, 2013 comes to mind. Um, Swag Championship, uh, yeah. Jackson State. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't have complete hearing in my left ear because I was with the Southern Knights, and when Jackson State threw the pass, I was like, wait a minute, the guy went out of bounds. And he came back in and caught the touchdown, and I believe the guy next to me screamed yes. And I'm telling you, my hearing has not been the same since then. Um, that, that was a, a, a tremendous game as well. And then, you know, you kind of remember, uh, I can't remember the year, but the time Jackson State came and I, I actually was sitting in the crowd and um, I know Coach Mitchell was the coach and Jackson State kind of threw a touchdown pass late in that game and happened right in front of me. And um, I was kind of hoarse going back and forth with the Jackson State fans who somehow knew me. I don't know how, but they knew me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, th- those, those stick out uh, to me. There, there, there are many more, more but th- those two, 1999 uh, SWAC championship game, 2013. And then if I add one quick more, um, 41 to 7 a few years ago, and then Jackson Man, State. Nobody uh, want to talk about that. Well, no. Well, but I remember that because <laughs> there's a famous JSU fan. Can I say his name? Avis Heath. I saw <laughs> I saw him after the game, and he was pissed. He was like, "Carlos, I tell you what, there will be co- a coaching change Monday morning." And actually, they announced that that Sunday. <laughs> but uh, I remember the game, forty-one to seven. But it's just the horrible. impact of of that game. And um, but hey, Southern is on a win streak now. But streaks come to an end. And how will Southern fans react to a, a loss to, to to Jackson State? We shall see. We shall see. CJ, man, for me, um, nineteen ninety-nine. That was the first one for me. Um, sophomore high school, seeing that game, seeing the Jackson fan, um, the Tiger fans, and just how loud, the, just the sheer volume inside of Legion Field was amazing um, for me. Um, personally, the 2003 game in Jackson, because it was my first one as a player, uh, getting a chance to take part uh, in that rivalry and, and seeing how intense it was and playing in that game. And seeing the intensity. I always tell people this, you know, the difference between Southern and Jackson State, 
uh, to, to play, compared to Southern and Grambling is that we never needed, you know, the state troopers to keep us away from each other in the body. <laughs> you know, when you go to Jackson, um, and just you know, just finding out just quick that this 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 robbery is nasty. Like nasty. It ain't, it's, yeah, it's nasty. And 2006, because that's the only one that I lost. Um, and then the, the fashion in which we lost, really winning the whole game. And I remember we going to the sideline, and Pete said, hey, if that damn band get in this game, we're going to catch hell trying to get out of here. And it's like as soon as he said that, we, 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 we muffle punt, and the boom gets to rocking. And it, it felt like you were going against the world. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, we go to overtime, a double overtime, uh, game we we lose that one uh, 31-28 my only loss against Jackson State um, and then 2013 uh, the Swag championship game um, made the flight out to Houston in the ice storm yeah uh, yeah and, you know <laughs> on the sidelines man watching that one and nobody gave us a chance in that game uh, we were talking about a southern team that was three and five at the, in the middle of the year no one gave yep. us a chance uh, to beat Jackson State. And I just remember going into the stadium and people from Jackson State telling me how bad that we were going to get beaten. And, you know, to come out on top of that on top of that one and win that championship game, you know, that one was uh, amazing to see. Well, mine, and like I mentioned to all of you, and um, Charles and Carlos mentioned it, 2010 was my one that is the most memorable for me. I had never – Cried at a football game. Basketball. Um, I, I, first and foremost, I'm a basketball fan out of all sports growing up, and I would cry about the Paul Blue Demons losing in the first round, and um, North Carolina, the Bulls. I mean, I would just like hit walls, and my daddy, you know, he getting on me. But that game, I cried like it was so. I was so anxious, and it was, you know, like you said, all of the game, you know, the the um, the changes in the last three minutes the, uh, in the game, and Casey when he threw that hail mary, and it was just, I don't know, something I had never seen anything like that live in my life, and it changed me as far as when it came to football. You know, I was a fan, but not like I did I was after that. And um, I almost brought Casey on this call. They will be so shocked if I bring him. But I I thought about it too late. And he would have came. And that would have been nice just to hear him, you know, to get Mm -hmm. get you guys ask him questions about that 2010 game. But, um, you know, Sonia, um, and (laughs) it's it's funny that I've gone to a lot of Jackson State games since a, a, a toddler, that is the one time that I've seen Jackson State fans actually storm the field. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was amazing when when the when the um, lead kept changing and it was just like mm-hmm. Southern. When I thought y'all was about to win, I didn't know. I just wanted to throw up <laughs> because I was like, we cannot lose this freaking game to them. It's just like no. I just cannot take it. And the way the emotions on both sides and after the game, it was people, they just, people just stood there mm-hmm. in total shock. It was just like, it was amazing. I mean, so that is by far my favorite 
game between the two. I would like to see something like that this weekend, but I don't think I could take it. Um, I just, I don't know. Well, your heart take couldn't it. take it. Yeah, I know that's right. It's right. Too much. <laughs> My uh-huh. blood pressure ain't the same as what it was back then. So. <laughs> older now. I don't. I just cannot. So, I, I, Dion, Coach Prime, we cannot lose this game, brother. <laughs> Please. We'll <laughs> see. She'll be fine. <laughs> Speaking of him, um, you know, this is Coach Prime's first game against SU. And on Monday in the SWAC Media um, Day Zoom meeting, he said that he was very excited for this game due to the history he has learned of the rivals. Out of the four games he has coached this season, what should what should he expect differently about this game? Anybody? The, the intensity will be intensity on this one. Yeah, the, yeah. the intensity will agree. be completely different. Yeah, completely different. This is a this is a different game. It really yeah. is. I mean, we could we can play Grambling, you know, ten times out of ten and. I still don't think they will have the same intensity as Jackson State Southern. So uh, he'll 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 gather he'll that real it. quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll feel it. <laughs> he'll he'll get a baptism into it, and he's done his research. And I, I agree with the, uh, Charles. Uh, just the intensity, you know, the 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 emotion, and and, and that's been state, stated throughout this this um, call. Mm-hmm. They don't like losing each other, and. Uh, right. You know, you cry for happiness. I, I was, I was crying from not happiness. <laughs> I, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I think we've all experienced that. And then the, the, the thing about that, I would say, is not only is it, you know, they say, well, you know, you have a forty-eight hour period, something like that, BJ, twenty-four hours, and you think you, you, you mm-hmm. get your mind right. My mind was. Mm-hmm. When a loss comes to Jackson State, it will be like that for a week. <laughs> right. I agree. I mean, I'm I'm mad and angry at the pets, the neighbors, everything, <laughs> yeah. you know, significant then, other, you know, and, and, then, and it shouldn't be that way, but it is. And then think you're adding social media on top of that. So you have to deal with, the, you know, in uh, roughing the swag and swag central. It's, I mean, it is crazy. So. It's very, you know, I think when he, he'll feel the energy, the energy is totally different um, mm-hmm. with this game. So you're right. BJ? Hey, um, <laughs> I mean, you just nailed it on the head. I mean, the, the, the intensity, the you'll get people that will play their best game this game. They won't play yeah. another game like this this season. I mean, I've been in film rooms where you watch a guy and you see that guy on Saturday, you're like, wait, wait, this is same. That's the same thing. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it, it, it's the intensity. And like you said, the, the biggest thing is that, you know, the thing that with Southern fans and the Jackson State fans, we're not afraid to narrate a beatdown to you. To narrate. You know what? You don't mind. You don't, you don't mind losing, but you just don't want nobody to narrate it to you. And, and right, other than Jackson State – Southern and Jackson State are full of narrators, and they will narrate oh my God. It for the entire <laughs> week. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, they think they are. They think they are. Uh, what's it, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> they will narrate. <laughs> You're right. It's, oh my God! I just. And you know what, Sonny? Before we get off this uh, call, uh, and before we finish this interview, I do want to say that although Jackson State Southern is such a fierce rivalry. 
Uh, these two guys here are consummate professionals. I yes. enjoy listening to BJ Absolutely. and his show. Uh, Carlos has uh, given me a tremendous opportunity to come on his show and, and, and talk about his rivalry. Uh, he's one of those ones, along with Mike Prince, that gave, gave me uh, my, my initial foray, my initial start into uh, talking swag football, my passion, my love, uh, along with, uh, of course, Dr. Deal. But, uh, you know, I always definitely want to give these guys their flowers uh, just in terms of, of what they bring to uh, HBCU media and, and the way they go about their business. Tremendous, and uh, I appreciate coming on the show with you two guys. Absolutely. Um, oh, man. To, to piggyback yeah, I appreciate that. that. Appreciate um, that, Charles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To piggyback off that, you, you know, um, actually, BJ and Carlos are my uh, radio mates, if you will, We're, mm-hmm. all three of us with open mic broadcast. And so, you know, getting to know them and learning from them has been an amazing journey, as well as you, Charles. Charles is um, one of my sports mentors. He's actually He actually introduced me to Mike Prince. Um, so it's, you know, when I talked to BJ last week, he did the show with me last week. And as we were talking, I was like, well, you know, we ought to do this with the guys next week. And I'm so grateful that you guys, you know, were able to come on and take some time because this is a, a huge, huge game. And I think this is a great show that, you know, people can just listen to and just agree with everything, you know, like agree or get mad or whatever, the things that we've said tonight, because it's all true, <laughs> absolutely all true. So I totally agree. Great guys. Yeah, and, and, guys. and let me say this, Charles Bishop, the uh, true professional, and in my top five favorite Jackson State alum slash fans, he's <laughs> definitely number one, um, Sonia. Well, we're gonna say co number one. How about that? <laughs> I put you. I put you. You're both number one. And, and BJ, uh, who's, who comes on my show and, and provides uh, the analysis, and he keeps me from just blowing a gasket sometimes. You know, because <laughs> he can sit back and look at. You know, he can yes. be emotional, but he also can sit and be truly objective. And I'll say that also about. Uh, Charles Bishop, um, just a likable, likable ASU fan and slash alum. Very oh, yeah, man. I'm, I remember the first time meeting Charles. It was actually during your show, the 2017 uh, Jackson State, uh, no, Southern Jackson State game at the uh, Churchill Smoke Shop. Yeah, um, yeah. In Jackson. So I remember that was our first time, like, getting, you know, getting together. Then, I mean, it didn't seem like it's been that long, but. You know, Charles is one of those guys, you know, I, I love, you know, guys who have been around this conference for so long and just what you, you're able to learn. Um, so I've been able to learn from Charles. I've uh, been able to learn a lot from Carlos, who really just, you know, helped give me my start, you know, with Carlos and, you know, had a good time meeting Sonia for the first time and at the uh, 2019 Celebration Bowl. And, you know, we, you know, the rivalry did not die then. She noticed my bag and Hold on first, yeah, y'all. So. Uh-uh. Let's wait a minute, BJ. Uh uh oh, I think something's oh, coming in. You know, I had no clue he was the Southern. I had none. Mike didn't tell me that. He was like, um, BJ has your um your information, blah blah blah. So, you know, I'm like, I'm nervous, it's my first game and you know, as a host and I was like, Oh God, I'm so scared. So I meet him and I was like 
do you mind if I, because I had, I had purse, you know, I'm a girl, so I had everything, and I was like, well, I don't know if they're going to let me bring my purse in, so I was like, can I put this stuff in your, your bag? He was like, yeah, he had it on his back, and when he turned around, I was like, Southern, I was like, oh, crap, and so, it, and, and the rivalry between us began that day, but um, you know, we, you know, it was great verbal banter, but when we got upstairs, he was, you know, he was teaching me stuff, you know, things that was going on on the field, and I appreciate that about that. I, well, I didn't meet Carlos that day, but he was, he said, um, BJ took me in the room, no, Charles, you took me in the room with him while he was interviewing, and he said something side slick about that, and I almost hit him in the back of the head with my microphone. And you know, I, and you know, I almost felt that. You know, I'm like, and I looked back and I, and, and I saw all of you. I was like, wow, that just said something about Jackson State. I didn't know you were Jackson State alone, but I could feel the spirit. Did you feel it? Oh, I, Charles was like, Charles was like, no, no. So you know, it's like. Charles is my historian. I mean, you guys, I mean, I'm telling you, I've learned so much listening to your shows. And, you know, I'm the baby of the group, you know, um, going on two years now. So it's, it's been awesome meeting you all. It really has. And, and Sonia, I want to tell you, your platform, you're doing such a tremendous job. I've watched you grow now uh, during the time that you started doing this. And it's really awesome to kind of just sit back and watch uh, where you where you're taking your platform now? I'm really proud of you. Thank you, because yeah. I would have been scared to um, have three people on the show around this time last year. <laughs> well, see, you, I was like, you, I don't even know how to call in with three people. Yeah, but you've grown, and 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 I yeah. wish you much continued success in um, with your platform and doing what you're doing, and, and keep up the great work. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Carlos. I'm sorry I wanted to hit you in the back of the head, but thank you. Well, that's all right. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, before I let you go, um, I was going to mention one more thing, but we are really we, – we're past time. Um, get, um, it's been a pleasure as usual, but please tell the listeners how they can follow you on social media and your shows and the day that comes on and everything. So, Carlos, you go first. Coles Brown Show on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time to 12 noon on the uh, Open Mic Broadcast Network. Of course, uh, the discussion will be about Southern University and Southwestern Athletic Conference, HBCU Sports, a little NFL and a little NBA, and we interact with uh, uh, everyone that calls in, and you can uh, follow me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look up the Coles Brown Show. And what's the time for your show on Saturday? 10 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. Okay. DJ? I am BJ the Rolling Stone. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Um, <laughs> you can catch me. <laughs> so you can catch me on the Carlos Brown Show on Saturdays. I usually have the last segment uh, during the football season. Very interesting to see me and Carlos uh, interact and kind of cut up and have fun. Um, mm-hmm. Also catch me with, uh, with Charles Bishop as well as um, – Mike Washington and Dr. Kenyatta Cavill on Sundays 
um, Sunday morning. So be on the lookout for that. You catch me on Sunday evenings, 8 o'clock Central Time. Um, I'm just doing something on Select Sports Central. Well, I kind of give a breakdown of the week that was and the week that will be. It's very interactive. If you'd like to come on, I'd like to have you on. It almost gives me a Paul Feinbaumish type feel uh, to it, but I like to have fun and um, interact. And I am turning that into unscripted um, the podcast. It will be coming soon. It will be same interactive, but it's going to have a lot more stuff uh, with it, and I'm looking forward to rolling that out in the fall. Awesome. Charles? Well, of course, you can catch me every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Dr. Camille's inside the HBCU Sports Lab on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, you can also in Houston here. It's on uh, KCOH 1230 uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. But uh, I also now do the pregame show with my partner, uh, Chris Neely. He goes by Neely, and we come on an hour before kickoff as Jackson State football games. But you're going to be getting a lot of content from us with the pregame show because uh, what we uh, say with the pregame show is uh, pregame is pretty much every week <laughs> of, the, uh, of the calendar year. So uh, not only will you uh, get us uh, prior to Jackson State kickoff, so we're going to have shows all through the summer going into the fall. So uh, that is an exciting new project that we started, and uh, it's on the Black College Sports Network, and uh, it's getting tremendous uh, feedback. Uh, we've got a, uh, quite a few guests that are some su- su- surprises. We've been very fortunate. We've had uh, Troy Aikman on. We've had Jamie Dukes on uh, that have joined us for uh, a segment. And uh, every week we get Jimmy Smith, a future Hall of Famer, who comes in and provides some analysis for us uh, during the game. So looking forward to doing a lot more things with the pregame show. Awesome. Awesome. And, guys, you can follow me, um, She Says She Says Sports, on Facebook. She Says She Says Sports 23 on Instagram. And that's my show for today. Until next time, this is Sonya with She Says She Says Sports, and I'll see you on the radio. Okay, I'm glad. Now I can talk um, sick again, you know, my back. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm an actress. Got to, to go to a chiropractor. Look, I'm an actress and scene. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, good luck to Mike, Mike Edit and all that. What, 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 what do we go, like an hour and ten minutes or something? Um, um, about an hour, yeah. Well, you know, we, we were, I, you know, I was getting everybody in on the call, so I'll say a solid hour for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. fun. Yeah, I, it I was. I really enjoyed that, y'all. That was great. It really, really was. You all like, um, and Charles is the historian, you know. <laughs> Carlos mm-hmm. was like, help me, Charles, because he know everybody from 1920-something. I don't I don't <laughs> Well, I had a middle-aged moment, I mean, then immediately when he said Anderson, I was like, that's what I thought it was, but better to be safe and it amazes me. get a little help. I guess that's how I am with, with basketball, but it amazes me about these these two. I mean, they, I just like, wow. So mm-hmm. I, I'm thankful I'm, I'm I'm y'all friends. So, uh, but, yeah, thanks again, guys. I hate y'all not all coming. Um I didn't. I wasn't gonna say anything. I was gonna surprise y'all, but I'm not doing it now. Mm. I was gonna cook for everybody. So I. Well, you can still cook for me. I, my plate gets in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know you said you my back boy. <laughs> it should be all right by Saturday. 
No, I was going to do it Saturday. You know how we go out to char after the game. Yeah. And I was going to do it Saturday and stuff, but since everybody's not coming. Oh, I, I say don't tip, don't, don't tip me because I've uh, I, I, I mentioned on the show I had, like, a health scare. Mm-hmm. And I've lost, like, 50 pounds. Oh, wow. And, and, this, and so, you know, I, I eat very – very plain now, you know. Every now and then I'll well, get no. a little, uh, a little, yeah. But you know, low sodium, and you know, our food is is, is food made with a touch of love and spirit. Yeah. And so you know, but hey, I'll have to face that eventually on the road celebration bowl and stuff. But you know, even being moderation. How yeah, about we'll, that? Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> I hope you know we all got to get together for sure and. Uh, before, um, when you said the health scare, mm-hmm. and BJ and Charles, well, Charles knows this, I called, I t- when I think you put something on Facebook, and I was texting you and was like, you know, are you okay, Carlos? What's going on? And you never would, you never would respond. Well, I, I know why. It. You know why? Because remember, I called the wrong Carlos. It's an NBA player named Carlos. Well, a great, great man, he is. I called Carlos Brown. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I was texting the wrong Carlos. That's why. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> he, he, he must be famous and good looking. <laughs> I mean, he's cute. He looks he high. But I was just, I, when I called him last Friday, and I was like, why are you acting so weird? He was like, I can hardly hear you. I'm, don't you hear me in the gym? I'm like, okay. and But I'm talking to him like I'm thinking it's you. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so I, I, I got your name correct in my phone now, the Carlos Brown show. So I know. Yeah, it happens. happens. But that's why you weren't responding to me because it was the wrong Carlos. So, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I, I can share. It's just that. I had fluid building up in my legs mm. and my um the back of my thighs and so when I went to the cardiologist she was like, Oh my God, this is not good at all. I'm gonna put you in the hospital. I'm like, Whoa <laughs> And so they oh, got my fluid off got fluid off of me and then it was like, Well, you gotta change your lifestyle. That's why I call it as a as a scare because if you if you if you say it on the air what it is, people go <gasps> Oh my God! You know, yeah, right, right. And, and so, um, but um, it's it's just I think over the I'll put it this way: over the years, sometimes things will build up. It just don't happen like say one or two weeks or two months. It's cumulative. Yeah, and, and so literally, if you if you tell people fluid backing up on them, then if you think about it, you know it's heart related. Yeah, and so, uh, but uh, look now, I'm, I'm, I come, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna say this to everybody else, but I, I just feel so much better. I mean, exercising, walking, and uh, hey, that's good. I, I'm I'm happy about that. I mean, sometimes the scared bring a change in our lives, and and it's for the better. So yeah, do it, do it before. You have to, you have to do it, and you don't have no other choice, right? Because, yeah, yeah. uh, and it's a funny thing when I came home <laughs> quickly, uh, oh, like I had some banana pudding here, gone, just, <laughs> just gone. 
I had some aha food, pancakes, gum. Gave it away. She threw all that away. And and couldn't say nothing else about it. You you're right. And then you're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm glad you told me that because I was gonna make some very rich lasagna and all this stuff. So we'll we'll do it another time. A whole well, bunch of right, you know, you could just do like a like what I do now. I do a half a cup of everything. In some cases. A couple of spoonfuls better to have a little bit than none at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm getting hungry now. Yeah, I've been dieting. I've been on my diet, too. Yeah, man. I got this wedding in July, man. Who wedding? Oh, yeah. Oh, going to be slim sexy. Man, you ain't told me nothing about getting married. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Congrat- congratulations. You did. Yeah. Oh, July what? Yeah. Oh, almost Charles, almost your wedding day. Oh, yeah, I know. It'll be here for you. Charles got married on my birthday, and I sang at their, um, I sang at their, at their reception. Wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, two years ago. Congratulations! Oh, yeah, man, appreciate it. So I've been, man, you know, just running like a chicken with my head cut off. You know, paying people and. Yeah. I didn't know that weddings was this expensive because you yeah, know, man. prices. <laughs> and I, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, how much? This, this costs how much to do what? Excuse me? What's, what's, <laughs> yep. that's all wow. Yeah, man. Is it going to be in Atlanta or Alabama? No, it's actually uh, in Alabama. It's in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay, okay. That is mm-hmm. awesome, dude. I'm from the past through Montgomery. Yeah, congratulations. Congrats. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. So, yeah, July 10th, man, we are trying to wrap everything up. If you guys know a travel agent, I had a travel I agent, had I, I had everything set up for the uh, for the honeymoon, and mm-hmm. then the travel agent flaked out on me, like, literally last week. We wow. Were Cancun. We're going to Cancun, had to set it, and then she couldn't get the deal that she promised me. And I was like, man, and all the other options were just horrible. So you guys have a travel agent? Yeah, I'll just I'll yeah. send you my yeah. girl's information, but I may. You said to Cancun. I well, may. I'm I'm kind of open now. What I realized last week, in the course of me moving, I have lost my passport, which oh, means yeah. I'm going to have to get another passport. Now no, they said that the time, they said that the time for me to get my passport is like seven to ten weeks, but I right. know the last time I got it, which was like eight years ago. It took a while, so I don't want to book something international and I don't have my passport. Well, uh, they can, they, yeah, they can, because I, I got mine pretty quickly um, when I did, okay. did my uh, honeymoon in, in Jamaica, and it, it didn't take uh, too long. I can't remember the amount of time it took, but they fast-tracked it. They did. Okay. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, what, what, you should be able to get Charles, what, what part of Jamaica? Oh, I went to uh, Ocho Rio. Hey. That's why I got married in 2003. Oh, really? Sanders Resort did a yep. honeymoon, honeymoon, wedding. Um, oh, man. I, 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 I fell in love with Jamaican rum punch. I must have had a hundred of them. Hey, fell in love. As soon as that guy would see me, hey, Carlos, man, look what they got for you. I was like, oh, you love me. I'm so in love with Jamaica. We going back this summer, so yeah. yeah See, I might put that on the list. I might put well, that on the list. Well, I'm supposed yeah. to be going to Cancun, but uh, Carlos, I mean not Carlos, BJ. I'm gonna send you my girl's information, but 
what my friend just gave me this information while I was in Chicago Saturday, mm-hmm. and this may be a nice little deal for you for Cancun. So we'll talk. We'll talk separately because Mike is cussing, gonna cuss us out for being on this call. This <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, uh, tell him we'll send, it, send him to Ocho Rios. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to get back to that, too. All right. All right well, um, I'll tag y'all Friday. Thank you again so much. All right. Y'all All take right. care. All, All right. right. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.